0: You guys know our pastor's not here, so our brother's going to come minister of the gospel this morning. Let's give him a warm welcome. Good morning, good morning. Amen. Hey man, uh, I'd still be glad if uh, student debt was forgiven. I've been out of school for 25 years. <laughs> I think we just recently paid it off. That's a joke. No, but we have... Canada is depending on the U.S., uh, to get through this phase of their, uh, you know, their sovereignty as a nation and leaders of the world. Uh, it's a very critical time in the world as we all uh, can see and feel. And uh, we all look at the U.S. as a big brother. And, uh, you know, we've got bigger, bigger issues. And so we desperately need God. Desperately need God to move in uh in the united states in canada throughout the world amen but god is in control he's on the throne it is a privilege to be here and an honor i've been coming to this church uh for over 20 years uh way back when when we used to send impact teams sometimes twice a year uh we would come down and you know do, do hip-hop concerts and and um and uh basketball outreaches and, and whatnot uh through the years and so it is an honor to stand behind this pulpit. I appreciate Pastor Sullivan and uh and the church amen for receiving us. My wife wanted to come, uh, but she uh she got a strep throat uh a few days ago and so um, she's recovering. We thank you for your prayers. I was shocked to see my face on the announcement uh uh reel that you have there. Um, amen. But I'm glad to hear that you're praying for, for us. We appreciate your prayers and uh, praise God. How many need to hear from God this morning? Amen. God is going to speak to us and help us. I want to preach this message that I've entitled, The Spirit of the Deal out of luke chapter 10 verses 25 to 37 and uh and talk about the spirit uh of the law the spirit of how we do things because uh you know the truth is is that we need uh god in our lives we need god to move amen but there this is this is a two-way street Amen. God has given us things to do and uh, and and lives to live without our, with with our own will. And amen. He's looking at the spirit of how we do things. And many times uh, we hit walls and we hit uh, stumbling blocks and places in our walk with Jesus uh, that uh, we we were like, "How come I can't get through here?" Or why is there? Uh, and and we like to blame the devil for everything. Sometimes, amen. We don't have the right spirit. Sometimes, amen, what has been carrying us is the right spirit. And how we connect with the vine, amen, the true vine being the branches, amen. There's a spirit through all that we do. And we want to look at this lawyer's interaction with Jesus in Luke chapter 10. If you're there, say amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 25 says this, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Here he says, what is your reading? What he's saying, man, is, is how do you interpret it? How do you see it? And he answered and said, So you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and, with all, and, and your neighbor as yourself. It, it seems like this lawyer has been in the teachings of Jesus already. And so he came ready with an answer. The Bible says it's a lawyer that's asking him the question. So he's prepared. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Period. But, he, the lawyer, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus,
1: Who is my neighbor? There is something
0: behind that question. As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell amongst the thieves? And he said, this lawyer, He who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do
1: likewise.
0: We just celebrated Canada Day, and you have uh, the 4th of July coming. I asked Pastor Lavallee, he's an American-American. And I said, "What do you guys do for the for for July 4th?" And he says, "Well, you know, uh we we have a barbecue. We have we have this, we have that. Uh, uh Canadians are not as patriotic as the, the Americans." And my I mean, he was he was dressed in his Canada t-shirt and, you know, uh they made a cake that had a, a blue, white, and 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 red on it with a Canada flag on it. So, you know, a bit of a compromise. And, and uh you know, th- this this is the time where we're we're, you know, we're Cognizant of what, you know, who we are, where we came from There's a linkage and a brotherhood in these nations But as you think about uh, this 4th of July We think back to the founding uh, fathers It's kind of strange for an American to be telling Or uh, talking about American history to American uh, an American church Well, my mother's British She's from Liverpool, my wife is American from Arizona, and I'm Canadian, and so, you know, I, and somewhere there's some kind of credibility. And so, if you hear me out, you know, in the 18th century, uh, the founding fathers readily agreed uh, upon the newly written constitution. And we, uh, you know, we know the history, we know the story, but this was to separate them from the, uh, the tyranny of British rule. And you know the problem came when is, 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 is establishing this constitution. When they uh, were writing things down and saying, "Well, uh, you know, this is what we agree with. This is what we don't agree with. This is what we this is what we don't." And went through list by list. And we, you know, it, many of us know the constitution. Uh, many of by, much of it, by heart. The issue came not when they were writing uh, so much down the 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 things they agree with and disagree with, but I and mean, the interpretation of it. Well, you wrote this, but what does it mean? And they argued and fought and ultimately split, split into two groups, um, the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans. Um, and this issue wasn't, um, uh, well, the issue wasn't that it was what was written down. The issue was what it meant. And here Jesus is dealing with uh, a lawyer who stands up in order to uh, trap him in a question and, and he knows uh, his answer to what, you know, what, the, what the law says and, and, and how shall I inher- inherit eternal, uh, eternal uh, eternity and go to heaven. But the issue came um, when he says, Who is my neighbor? So who do I have? How do I fulfill this? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, um, Well, how do you interpret it? The same issue man when they re- wrote the constitution let's talk about the spirit of a thing because much of life has parallel and what we deal with is mostly in the physical that we see, but what we may not uh, understand or we may, uh, may not recognize immediately is that there is a spiritual parallel to everything. Uh, just about everything that we do, uh, there is a spiritual uh, parallel. We are more spirit than we are Physical. I believe that with all of my heart. I was witnessing to a, uh, my cousin uh, yesterday at a family barbecue, and uh, he's he's starting to take on you know Islam and and follow that faith. He, I never grew up close to him. He knows that I'm a preacher, and so he's asking me questions. He says, you know, I started to believe in Islam. He grew up in an Islamic, uh, a Muslim area, married a woman who's uh, Islamic, and uh, and you know he's he's asking me questions. He's asking me uh, what you know uh, about Christianity. I'm Giving the, the answers, uh, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, there's, there's more to it than what's written in the book. There's more to it than Quran versus Bible. There's a spirit to this, and I told him, I said, you are more spiritual than you are physical. Amen. You are, you have spiritual understanding. Amen. That you need uh, to do spiritual things or to understand spiritual things. Says religion is just cerebral, intellectual. Instruction, direction, but to follow Jesus is to have a right spirit towards God. These founding fathers referenced what what, what was brought to life in many of Shakespeare's plays, particularly this play called The Merchant of Venice. And so, you know, they had this this play, The Merchant of Venice. If you've been if you've been out of high school for a while, you might not remember this. Uh, but you know, the, there was a moneylender, Shylock, who has made an agreement with a guy named Antonio. And he, you know, if he could not repay the loan, uh, then he would have to pay a pound of, of flesh to him. Uh, when the debt was not repaid in time, Port Portia, who pretended to be a lawyer, at first pleads for mercy in her famous speech. The quality of mercy is is not strained. It droppeth as gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. She goes on. It's twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. What Shakespeare clued into here was, there was a spirit about a deal. And Shylock refuses. She finally saves Antonio by pointing out that Shylock's agreement with him mentioned no blood. Therefore, Shylock can have his pound of flesh only if he sheds, uh, if he sheds no blood. And so, Shakespeare, he gets, he, gets, he gets this. And the truth is, we understand this. You know, they're, 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 the Iran deal... When uh, a previous administration had brokered a deal, or a couple of administrations ago, they brokered a deal, uh, and and uh, uh, Trump came in and said, "You know what? We, we agreed to this deal, but you broke the spirit of the deal." And this is how they got out of a bad deal that uh, gave a, a, a country the ability to make nuclear weapons. He said, "You know what? Everything lines up. The Ts are crossed. The eyes are eyes are dotted, but you broke the spirit." of the deal where would we be if the spirit wasn't a thing a tangible thing a thing we can reference and
1: qualify the spirit of
0: the deal may have altered history in many ways it most certainly has altered this nation and ours
1: fulfilling the letter is the thought
0: of the spirit behind the letter you know kids take advantage of this idea when we say the letter you know, we talk about the letter of the law and doing what i say why didn't you do what i said you know i've got 3 boys um and they get smarter as they age you know tell them what to do they comply it's for their best interest and for yours as well if we're honest but as they age, they realize that there are some loopholes. Why didn't you do what I said? Well, you said to do this, but you didn't say such and such. I've seen a clip of a man who uh, was, was teaching a lesson to his two children, and he told them, he, he wanted to teach them how, you know, to write, basically how to communicate through letter. And uh, he told them to write instructions of how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so, he said, I'm going to follow your instructions exactly as you, as you write them, and, uh, and we're going to get man to the peanut butter jelly sandwich by the end, and we'll enjoy it. And so, you know, the, the, the son is making up the, the, the instructions, he gives it to his father, he, he reads them, and he says, you know, uh, get the peanut butter and uh, put it on the bread. And so he follows the instructions. He takes the peanut butter uh, 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 can and, and uh, our jar and puts it on the bread. And the son's frustrated. He says, well, I, I, no, I meant, well, that's not what you wrote. And so they're going through this where he's, he's, he's playing uh, the fool until his, 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 his daughter gets frustrated and says, Dad, you know what I mean. And, but he teaches them the lesson.
1: That there's a letter and there's a spirit. The
0: son says, I know you, I quit. You messed up on purpose. I know you know how to make a sandwich. And that's how it is with, uh, with our kids. And that's how it is sometimes with, when, when God deals with us. Well, you know, you, God, you didn't say. And then and, and the farther we go into, uh, into uh, this human adventure, uh, the more laws and rules amen, we want to put into place so that we can bend and twist and find the loopholes. And that is the spirit of the human nature. The spirit of Allah has to do with the deeper meaning or the reason of the law. When you think about the Sermon on the Mount... Ultimately, the term spirit of the law comes from the scripture in many places. It can be observed in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus was interpreting what was well known as the Mosaic law, uh, is well known as the Mosaic law, by the spirit of the law, not the letter. And that's why I messed them all up. He said, you know, what? if you are angry with your brother without cause, then you are a murderer at heart. He says, if you look at a woman with lust... In your heart, then you are an adulterer. And they're sitting listening to Jesus expound uh, on the the law that God gave to Moses, the law that he lived by, the law they studied, the law that they taught. And he's flipping it on their head and saying, "You, you, you missed the most important part of the law. Matthew 5.17, do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy it, but to fulfill it. And the spirit of the law is the fulfillment of the law. When they asked what is the most important commandments, uh, uh, he invoked the spirit of the law. We know it uh, uh, in Matthew 22 love God with all your heart and soul, your mind and your neighbor as yourself, as the lawyer recited. On these two commandments, all of the commandments hang. Everything depends on this. These two commandments, these two commandments have to do with. Spirit Spirit, word means Numa, the inner man. Ephesians 1.17 says that God uh, says that God uh, that the God of our Lord and uh, Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You cannot see Jesus as Lord without uh, the inner man being awakened and this is how we know uh, we're saved uh, is that our spirit is awakened and we can uh, call Jesus Lord uh, uh, you know and, and Jesus asked the disciples uh, who do they say that I am and who do you say that I am and he says only my father in heaven can reveal that to you you can only say it because your spirit's been awake because God has shown he's giving you the spirit of revelation and of wisdom
1: so that the spirit
0: has to do with revelation it also has to do with the sermon First Corinthians two fourteen. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I, used, I got saved at 15 years old, and so I would outreach in, in front of my school uh, regularly. Almost every day of school, I would be out there outreaching. My, the area I grew up in is, is predominantly Hindu, Sikh, and Muslim. And so, uh, shout out to Brother Logan for putting together the Bollywood skit that we're trying to do, and appreciate you guys coming up, uh, and those who are going to labor. But, uh, you know, again, that's, that's another interesting thing. A bunch of, you know, uh, a bunch of Canadians uh, putting on a Bollywood skit for Indians. Amen. Who knows? Look what the Lord is doing. But, you know, I grew up with majority of, uh, of people were from, uh, from Asia, Middle East, uh, uh, and, and, and mostly Muslims. So i get into arguments with, with, with religious people who don't understand or haven't been, been Christianized or, or, or grew up in church. And, uh, and many times I would come down uh, uh, the, the line to where I completely destroy their argument because I'm practicing they're not. And I'm, I'm telling them about their Quran, and, and their holy book, and the Bible, and it always came to this dead road, the dead end of the road. They just don't get it. They cannot discern it. And as our scripture says, uh, that, uh, there are some things that can, that, that can only be discerned spiritually. You cannot understand spiritual things without the inner man.
1: Peace in our spirit.
0: Amen. This is a spiritual thing. It's not just peace on the outside, but the inside. We know this if we live for God a little while. Romans 8, 6 says, For, for to be carnally minded is death. To think only with your, uh, with your earthly mind is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Your peace is temporal and dissipates uh, at the slightest disruption without, amen, this awakening of the spiritual man. Communion with God is only possible with our spirit. We are more spirit than we are flesh. And this is how we relate, relate with God. Ezekiel uh, thirty six twenty six. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out, uh, uh, out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. You cannot commune. You and I, we cannot have a relationship with God without the inner man. We know this. The body and soul are like uh, the letter. Thus, and, and, and when your spirit is awakened, uh, uh, then you have true life. This is the spirit uh, of the deal with God. Now, we understand this. Now, uh, we, we get this. But when it comes to obeying God... When it comes to following Jesus at his word, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man, we find ourselves making... Excuses for not understanding, not getting it. I had a guy come to our church one time. We were pioneering in Pickering uh, a few years in, and you know, this guy comes in, everything, saying all the right things, and and uh, we're fellowshipping after a Bible study, and says, you know what? I, I say, I say, you know what, bro? Why don't you just live for God all the way? And he says, you know, I just, I just don't understand this one thing. I say, and he and he goes down this line of this really, it, it's it's a frivolous thing. But it was his excuse, his anchor to his disobedience. It's the reason why uh, uh, he can disobey God and not uh, have his conscience torment him. And we can do that. Our nature, amen, is bent to do that. I'm going to talk about uh, uh, the spiritual obedience very quickly. We can have a wrong spirit, though we do all the right things and say all the right things. This is human nature. You know, this is how uh, uh, when you fast three days. You know, in a, you know, if I call a fast tomorrow, how many would jump in and join me? Three days. <laughs> a few people are like say, hey, you know, I might. You know, some spiritual people in here. Ah, uh, no, no, that doesn't make you spiritual that you're going to jump into a fast. It, it just really distinguishes between your, your your spirit, your body, and your soul it shows you fast i mean by it doesn't even take a whole day you start realizing man you you've got you got some distinction here you your flesh you're like your spirit's like i'm going to fast for 3 days halfway through the day you're not even really hungry yet and your body's like nah, i don't i don't think that's a good idea bro you're like, no, we're going to fast, and you know, you, 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 I remember one time, it was one of the first times I fasted as a as a young disciple, I remember we were fasting, and uh, and it was like a perfect storm, uh, I started, you know, deliberating in my mind whether I'm going to continue with the fast, uh, my mother just walked in the door with groceries, and, and my heart did a little bloop, and it was like, yeah, you know what, we're done, <laughs> done, no more fasting, it's over, I'm not that spiritual, and I failed. And I realized at that moment, like, there's a distinction between my spirit. Paul said, uh, you know, that which I want to do, I do not do. And that which I do not want to do, I do. This said, there's a war in my flesh. I've seen men decide not to live for God simply because it would in- interfere with what they want to do. I've seen, uh, 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 and, 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 and just from a, a, a sexual standpoint. They just—they want to live in, in sexual sin or personal gratification. I've seen, and and, and this hinges on that one thing. They won't serve God because of that one thing. I've seen women, uh, you know, not serve God because they want, uh, uh, you know, just one relationship. This this one thing, and they justify it. We see this. We we see it happen. It's like, man, don't you get it? Well, they're not going to get it until they start speaking, or thinking spiritually. This is the nature. Galatians 5.16 I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. To be led by the spirit. 1 Corinthians three one, and new, a New Living Translation says this Dear brothers and sisters when I was with you I could not talk to you as spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world as though you were infants in Christ. It's saying there, you know, there's, there is a... a, 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 a a need to be led by the Spirit, and this is a daily thing. This is a, this is a conscious thing. This is a deliberate thing. It's like you know, am I being led by my flesh, or am I being led by my Spirit? And if we lose the the the, the thought of that, if we lose sight of that, our natural bent is to be start is to start being led by our flesh. If you're wondering, you know, you know, am I being am I being led by the Spirit? Um, as soon as you start to wonder, you realize, man, I probably got off, uh, uh, you know, the trajectory here. That's why morning prayer. That's why daily prayer, daily reading. This is this is why Jesus. They asked Jesus, "Teach us how to pray." And He gave them a prayer that they pray every day. They already. This is what we do. We got to keep on calibrating ourselves to be led by the Spirit. I remember a couple that came into the church, gloriously saved, but they couldn't release each other. Wherever they went, they prayed at the altar, and both of them cried. Isn't that wonderful when they cry? I mean, maybe it means that there's something genuine. Well, not always, but in this case, you know, it was like you know they got something. But their dilemma was being able to separate. And focus on Jesus for a little bit. Not even separate. Just stop sitting next to each other every service. Just stop going to, to Dairy Queen. You guys have Dairy Queen down here? Stop. You know, basking around. I don't know. <laughs> just, just take some time to, 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 to breathe different air other than the air that you're sharing. And it's like they couldn't do it. We have a term, a uh, Caribbean term, called Batian Bench. You know, I don't know if you know what that means, but it's you know, you know how, the, how the butt sits on the bench. They're always together like bati and bench. They don't separate. They stay together. And it was their downfall. Haven't seen them since. Pray to God they made it, but I doubt it. Because they could not uh, allow their spirit to lead them in a decision they made to live for Jesus. We could be led by the soul. We can, we can, we can be emotionally driven uh, and emotionally led the Bible teaches us that, you know, that God has given us a spirit not to fear. He tells us to flee youthful passions. Romans 8, 7 says the carnal mind is an enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor can be that when our mind is carnal that when we're soulish, that when we're in our emotions that we're going to oppose God.
1: And this is our natural bent. So we can have obedience
0: with the wrong spirit. We can do, and you understand this. Anytime you lead any kind of ministry, I got a rude awakening when when I you know first led the choir, and uh, man, leading the choir is something else, man. That you know that is some. You need some Holy Ghost anointing, amen. Because people, I mean, they, you try to tell somebody they can't sing. Well, oh man, I'm telling you, you. Ever seen a demon manifest? But I mean, it's like you know, I I remember. Psh, as ice with, with, with this one sister, and uh, everything was good. And, and you know, we go on an outreach together. And uh, you know, a group of friends, a group of brothers and sisters in the church, as soon as we started, the, the, you know, the choir, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like I'm getting the cold shoulder. Uh, you know, we say, Okay, all right, guys, we're gonna sing, and she's, she's busy doing something else. And I realized something after you know, the dust settled. And she cussed me off or, you know, you know, basically left the ministry and eventually out of the church. I realized something. As soon as I became a type of authority, not even, I mean, what's, what, I mean, who really looks at the choir leader as your authority? You know, it's not like, I'm not even a real authority. Just as, as soon as I became someone to tell you what to do,
1: we got issues. Led by the soul
0: some things in there. The Pharisees comply with all the, all the laws. And they kept adding laws and adding laws and adding laws because they didn't want to follow them. You know, I, I, I was talking to another brother about a corporate dilemma dealing with technicians. And, you know, I'm, I'm a technician by trade. And, you know, one of the most difficult things to do is train somebody uh, as as an apprentice, uh, if you don't care, it's not hard. But if you do, it's 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 as hard as it gets. Uh, and then you know everything is good until uh, you know you you, you they got to follow pro, company protocol when they don't understand. Why do I need to wear steel toe boots in a residence in, in a residential house? Because they said so, you know. Uh, why, you know, it, and it got pretty crazy. You know, they, they, they would have us, uh, uh, you know, we would do alarm systems and cameras and they would have us, when we park, put pylons in front of the vehicle. Have you ever seen that? You know, that's, you know, something, Some someone did something stupid and, and so now, and everybody's got, whenever they hit the car, they got it, pylons. And, and it's like, okay, we understand, okay, it doesn't always make sense and it does, we don't always agree with it, but just, just agree and move on. You know, and it's like, I remember being in a, in a meeting. Uh, we had a meeting with technicians, probably you know, 20 technicians in the, in the room. And we're going through, we're all sitting through it, we're all kind of like, you know, whatever. You know, nobody's really adding any comments or questions. We're like, let's just get through this. Until one, one guy, I think he was Polish, or no, he was Russian. And he just got fed up with it. Meetings go in about an hour. You know, those meetings that take an hour, they really, really should be an email. It's taking about an hour, and he says, you know, he just stands up, he says, I don't care, I wear a slipper, I don't care. And we're like, bro, he just blew up. I wear a slipper in house, I don't care. And he's, you know, he no longer worked with the company, but, you know, he, he made his point. He's tired of complying, and you know and, and, and for, for many of the technicians, they would comply, but they, they don 't necessarily agree and they don 't have the right spirit about it, and the rules are broken to the point where they have to create a position of, of a supervisor that drives around to make sure those pylons are out. make sure those boots are on because people don 't want to agree what happens when we don 't understand amen, we, a lot of times we don 't agree we may comply, but we comply with the wrong. The Bible says that in order to be made alive in Christ, we must be born again. And this is the idea of the spirit coming alive, the spirit that we serve God with. Um, uh, 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 yet in order to be born again, one must die to self. This is necessary when we talk about uh, obedience. Obedience to God is dying to self. Man shall not live by bread alone. Not everything that's written in the Bible. Not everything that's written on the scroll. Not everything that, uh, uh, that, was, that, that is uh, necessarily preached um, Scripture. But what is God speaking to you and I today? What has God put on your heart two years ago? You know, we can get away with disobedience when there is no accountability. The, the issue is, is that the Holy Spirit is accountability. He's given us a conscience. Now, I've many times ministered, uh, uh, and, 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 and I've preached this message before, and, and, and it, it strikes a chord with, with many people. It's, you know, God spoke to me about something years ago. And it's not that they didn't obey God. They went to the place, they did the thing, but they've done it with the wrong spirit. They hadn't died to self. We can think in absolutes many times and think that, you know what, I just complied. And so, you know, now, you know, know, I'm I'm, I'm blameless. No, there's a spirit to the deal. Just because we comply does not mean we are submitted. Consider our obedience to the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Or do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and who is in you? Whom you have from God. you Are not your own. And as we consider that God has made us to be his temple. Not a building. But He's made us to be his temple. Are we in agreement when he comes in. On January 2nd. Sorry, July 2nd. Or January 2nd. And says, hey. I want you to do this or that. Minister to these people. I mean, this. I, when I had gotten saved years ago, I remember there was such a, a, a spirit in the church in Toronto. You know, there were there were words that were given. You know that weren't from the pulpit, that people would just encourage one another. You know, I, I remember that people would give, you know, God just told me to give this to you. This was happening, you know, and they give them envelopes of uh, of, of money to help them pay the rent. They don't have any idea what's going on, but it's the exact amount in the envelope. Miracles that uh, would happen through this spirit of uh, of, of obedience to God's Spirit and that was released in our congregation somewhere along the way that, had, that had, had, had waned off and slowly we're starting to see it come back and there's a reality to this that this is not, this is not always there that as a church, Amen. We need to foster this willingness to obey God, to die to self, to allow God to be able to have His way in the service and and what being the temple, Amen. We are the structure. If we take down a uh, uh, if we take down a wall, if we uh, allow God to move, then Amen allows God to move throughout the church and and people are blessed by it. But once we start closing doors, I walked up on the balcony. It says, "Keep this door shut." It's a fire door, but I want to see the view. <laughs> It's for your safety. And there's a reason for it. But at some point, you've got to be able to open these doors. At some point, the inspector comes in and says, you know what? Um, We need to go here. Can I preach a little bit this morning? At some point, we've got to say, you know what? That door is normally closed. I don't normally do this. But I'm going to die to myself, my thinking, my, my conventional wisdom, everything that uh, seems uh, that it, it's, it's, it's right and, and structured and ordered uh, and allow the Spirit of God to move. This is what Jesus did when he preached the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, they never heard this before. We grew up with this. They never heard this before. Do I agree with, do I believe that? I don't, am I really a murderer? If I'm upset with my brother for a co- Am I really an adulterer? This is the thought. He said, no, said, open the door up a little bit. Let, let the Holy Spirit come in. Stop treating your wife uh, or your husband like that. Stop dealing with your brother. Forgive them. I know it's been a long time. It's time. You need to... The Bible says uh, that if you know that your brother has uh, 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 an issue against you, then you go to them. That won't mess me up. I have to read it about five times. I said, hold on. But but I'm not the one with the issue. They are. He said, no. If you know that your brother has issue against you, then you go to them and make it right. That's, I mean, this is what Jesus taught and at this point, I could just imagine the crowds will follow people like they start talking in little circles and, you know, some people are like, you know, I got you know, to go cut the grass or something right now. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really about this right now because, you know, this is, this is not, I'm, this is not, you know, it's not, it's not working with me right now. I, I don't, you know, the, those doors are closed.
1: Our obedience to the Holy Spirit,
0: amen. There is accountability there. Our conscience, God has given us a conscience. We know, nobody needs to tell you, but amen. Thank God there's a preacher. God uses the confrontation of preaching. God uses the confrontation of elders uh, and sisters and brothers uh, in love who will say, hey, you know what? God's speaking.
1: Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Can you
0: imagine harboring wicked thoughts? wickedness in your heart and God's just chilling in the corner in the temple sitting on the, on the throne it doesn't happen the Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit Ephesians 12, uh, chapter four thirty 30 says and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of the redemption let all bitterness wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you and malice kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Being the Holy Spirit's temple, I mean, there is a maintenance that needs to take place routinely, daily, often many times a day, where we're, where we're allowing God, amen, to check in and being sensitive to His Spirit in His temple. Close with this thought of having a good spirit. And you know, I know this church. I know the Rochester church. Uh, it, is, it is special to me. Uh, like I said, we would come down here year after year. Uh, impact teams, we looked forward to, we're excited about every change you've been through. Every up and down, every building you've been in, I've been in, I've seen. Uh, we, we went along with you. Uh, and, and I know there are good people here. There is no way this church would be here if there weren't. There's a good spirit in this church. God is pleased. God is pleased with the people. You know, I love, uh, Pastor Sullivan. You know, I remember when, when he first, when he first came up and, and they're, they're, you know, they're making, uh, strides with Pastor LaValle to, to connect the churches again. Uh, and so you guys are gonna come up, uh, uh we're planning in the end of September we're planning, uh, in October and we're, in, we're we're, we're, interacting. I remember when he first came up, you know, asked, how's it going? And we got, we got this, we got a building, but the deal's not done. <laughs> it was talking about this building. I said, praise God. You know when you say praise God and you want to praise God, you know, amen, back? It was, like, it was like, praise God. He's like, yeah, praise God. <laughs> I said, something's weighing on our brother, man. Man, and, and, and you know, contracts and agreements and, and all that. Yeah, the city's doing what they said they'll do, but then they send this back, and and, it's, and the cities, they might not be doing it with the right... Spirit, they might just be going through order of business and well, you got to do, you got to do that, and it weighs. But you know what I appreciate about your pastor is that he has uh, the right spirit. As difficult as it is, say, you know what, we're going to connect the churches. We're going to get this building. Before you have the building, he said, we're going to get the building. And that right spirit, that good spirit, is what opens those doors. The spirit of the deal has proven as important uh, and in many ways more important than the letter of the law. Jesus uh, said, uh, are you willing, uh, sorry, uh, said to obey these two commandments uh, uh, upon which all of the laws of the prophets hang. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. This
1: Samaritan. I'm closing here. This Samaritan is walking through the Levite, the priest they know the law they know what's right
0: and they justify themselves in not doing it but look at this Samaritan and what he goes through and I, and I, I won't belabor the issue we know this, 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 this parable or the story that Jesus taught this lesson he taught we know it well enough to know that the Samaritan went above and beyond didn't simply bandage him up. He bandaged him up, and he poured on uh, a, a oil and 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 wine and alcohol for the for the for the burns. He he gave him you know uh, two denarii's uh, pay. He went to, brought him on his own out. He gave him uh, you know uh, 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 an introduction to the innkeeper and said, "Take care of him. He's with me. Put him on my testimony, my reputation." Look how far he went. He says, "If you spend uh, more than 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 I give you, then I'm gonna I'm gonna pay it." I'm I want to make sure that he's taken care of. Here, Jesus is telling
1: this story to a lawyer, and the lawyer is stopped in his speaking. Sometimes we need to be stopped.
0: By the Holy Spirit, allow God to. Amen. You know what? God, you're right. God, you're right. This is where the altar becomes so important. It's like, yeah, I agree with everything. I agree, yeah, but, yeah, but he, he hearers and doers are two different things. To stop and say, God, you're right. I was, doing, I was installing a system for a customer. He had a husky. A husky r- runs out of the, the house as the door opens. And, uh, and you know, he goes to get the dog. He's calling the dog. the dog. Every time he calls the dog, the dog doesn't listen. He sits there in the middle of the road. Cars are coming and going. He said, I'm not going back. I said, man, what does this guy do to the dog? (laughs) But he's calling
1: the dog, and he won't listen. The dog will not listen to him. So I said, listen, I'll get your dog. I
0: I went, I drove up to the dog with my my vehicle. I pulled up to the dog, and I opened the door. And I spoke with a high-pitched voice, because I was, you know, dogs, you know. High pitch, low, voice, low pitch, they, that's what they respond to. Say, here, puppy, puppy, come here, puppy, puppy. Something like that, I don't know. And, you know. I made a fool of myself just to get the dog in. The dog willingly jumped into my vehicle in uh, the passenger seat. I went back to the customer's driveway, uh, held him by the collar, gave him back his dog. It wasn't even my
1: dog. Well, listen. There is a grace that comes with the right spirit.
0: There is a grace of life that comes with the right spirit. Some of the things we're dealing with have everything to do with our spirit. There is reward that comes. Jesus talks about the Samaritan uh, uh, and, and, and speaks of uh, uh, the, 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 him who glorifies God uh, through this. God is, God is glorified when we uh, are, are, are good to our neighbor. What is it? Who is our neighbor?
1: Well, God may have already shown you. Maybe they're here, they're not here. More than one, for sure.
0: God's looking at our spirit and how we deal with his love. Amen. Let's bow our heads all across this place.
1: Spirit of the deal. The priest is the one who kept himself ritualistically holy The Levite was one of great spiritual inheritance.
0: But here it's written into the destiny. uh, As a people of God preserved for his purpose. Samaritan, which implies just someone who's been diluted, unclean, outside of the blessing of God. Mixed with paganism. Here.
1: God honors this. This man. He says,
0: no, he had a right spirit. When you're in this place, you're not right with Jesus. Amen. Today is a day of salvation. You know, God loves you. You're unsaved. You're not right with God. Amen. You're in the right place. It's not a coincidence that you're here. God's spirit directs and leads. And if you're unsaved here, the Bible says that Jesus has done everything. The Father has done everything through His Son, Jesus, to, to give you salvation. The only thing left for you is to make a decision and choose to live for Jesus. You have to, out of your own will, decide, I'm going to live for God. And when you do so, God is going, you're going to get this revelation of who God is as a Father. You're going to find out, amen, who God is. You're going to realize the devil's been lying. You're going to realize that your idea of who God is is wrong. You're a loving God. You're not saved here this morning. You, maybe you're backslidden. Do you want to get your heart right. Man, the, 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 this is, man, this is your opportunity. You're not always going to feel like this. It won't always be this opportunity. But right now, here and now, you have the opportunity to make a decision. I'm going to live for God. All across this place, you lift your hand as heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray with you. Receive Christ. Lift your hands. Say, hey, it's me. I'm not right with Jesus. I'm going to pray with you. Maybe you're back sitting. Amen, church. The Bible says, uh, uh, amen, that we are uh, uh, the temple of the living God. God's looking for the Spirit in us. There is a reward and a blessing that comes for those who obey God at His Word that are, that are sensitive to the speaking of the Holy Spirit. That Spirit uh, to obey God. And sometimes it's not that we're twisted and all bent. Sometimes it's just a little kink. Just, just a little bit off. Just in one small area. One thing that we, you know, we, we know we can get away with it, but it's, it's really causing uh, us to limp through our destiny. Limp through in our walk with God. Donoram Judson said this. A true disciple inquires, uh, inquires not whether a fact is agreeable to his own reason. But his pride is yielded to the divine testimony. Are we yielded to the spirit of God? Can God speak to us and say, you know what? I want you to give this regardless of your relationship with the person, I want you to give this. Can God say, I want you to do this. I want you to forgive. I want you to speak. I want you to bring a word of encouragement. Can God speak to you? Let that be released throughout the congregation, one by one, as people make up their mind. You know what, God, if you speak, I'll obey with the right spirit. I'm not just simply going to comply, follow rules in areas that I feel like, uh, you know, doors are closed. I'm going to open those doors and allow you access I'll obey the right spirit. Amen. The altars are open. Let's stand. Amen. We're going to worship God together. Let's stand. Let's give glory to God as we sing. Amen. Come on. The altars are open. You do business with God. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you, God, for your presence. God, speak, oh, anto kosha la 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 ships the-